Howdy doody, you've done it again. You are listening to BH Out. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are so glad that you are listening. You like that? We one? are howdy doody. Howdy. <laughs> well, howdy doody. I'm just trying to be silly and have fun. You are listening to another very calm, soothing BHF. <laughs> With Kevin Coons and Rachel Coons. Thank you so much for tuning in. We so appreciate you guys. We always remind you that BHF exists because we believe in the power of the testimony. Yep, and testimony means do it again, God. So, when God has done something wonderful once, that means he'd love to do it 200 million quadrillion thousand eight hundred times. And so when you hear a wonderful testimony on BA Chats, it's appropriate and proper that your heart leap and you say, Father, do that again. And it might be that specific thing. Like we've had people on here that have been healed from cancer. And Mm -hmm. if you're fighting cancer, yes, let your heart leap and say, Father, do that again. It's your invitation into it. Or it could just be the response to just Jesus through people and manifesting himself in in whatever way that it is uh, that you need him in your life. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So just a response to anybody's testimony. It's healthy that we go, do that. And me too, me too, me too. I receive it. Me too. And so, and the second reason we have BA Chats is because here at Bethel Atlanta, it's like we have gold (laughs) all around us all the time. And people don't know the stories of the gold that they're bumping into every Sunday at church. And so five minutes that you have a conversation with somebody just walking through the property, like how, how can you really actually get to know somebody? And so this is our way to introduce you to some of the gold that's around you and get to know um, the staff that's in our, in our body. And yeah. while all people are wonderful, well, I tell you what, the stories of, of people at Bethel Atlanta, just hearing and obeying the Lord are wild. They really are. They are totally worth sharing. We thought our story was like this whole phenomenon. And then, we had never known anybody take such risk. Yeah, and there's... People like that all over the place. <laughs> we're like, oh, you guys did the same thing. Yeah. Really? It's a whole church of us? We're all here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's BA Chats. And tonight we have got some guests that we adore. We are so excited to introduce you to these two chunks of gold <laughs> in our midst Giants. all of the time. Derek and Sarah Ermatinger. <laughs> Boom! That's right. Welcome, you guys. <laughs> Oh, we're so glad you're here. How are you doing? We're doing so good. We're super excited to be here. Oh, well, thank you for coming in. We're yes. longtime friends, some of our favorite people in the whole world. <laughs> yes, we, would we love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, introduce yourselves to our listeners. Let's start with you, sweet Sarah. What do you do here in our Bethel group of folks? So, what do I do at Bethel? Um... One thing, I help lead on the third-year team for BASM, so at the ministry school. Um, So that is super fun. This year was my first year doing that, so I finished going through school last year and then joined the third-year team this past year. Which we totally want to hear experiences from third-year, because I know you guys had some great ones. We do. Third-year is great. (laughs) So Um, what capacity do you serve in third-year? So as a revival group pastor. Got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. revival group pastor. Well, yes, yes. <laughs> right about, what about you, Derek? Well, um, I'm a first-year revival group pastor, and That's I've been doing that. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, yeah, first year. Um, <laughs> love serving on that team with Kevin, a bunch of other great people. Yeah. Um, and I've been doing that for, a, this is just the sixth year that I've done that. Which is kind of incredible. It is incredible, Derek. <laughs> Six years. Yeah. Now for the three years that I was on staff with first year, you were my revival group yeah. pastor, <laughs> friend, partner, partner. Yeah. I have been receiving the blessing of the coots for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> we say the same about the Ermentingers. But <laughs> you gotta share our last names are obviously not the most common last names. And honestly, just now I realized y'all's name was not Ermentinger, but it's Irma Tinger. It is correct. Okay. That is the first time in my life that I have ever known that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. And we had to share it. We're like, I know people don't ever call us the Coonses. We don't know why. When we walk into places with our whole big family, hi, it's the Coons. Like there's one of us. 
I don't, it's it's so just the funny. singular. I, I know the singular coots. Maybe so it's the you're the just Z. so united as a family. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's what it is. It's prophetic. Maybe people couldn't just really handle the power of the is's, the coots's. It's just too much. Yeah. It's too much. Only it's one. Totally it's a lot of power. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So let's start again with you, Sarah. Third year. What was something wonderful? What was an encounter? What was your takeaway from the year? Anything third year that you just, I mean, what was this year like for you? On the leadership team. Yeah, so I really love, I mean, I feel like it was kind of last year and this year combined, because last year I was in the class, then this year I felt like I just got round two of it (laughs) and got to share as well as be in there. Just felt like I was learning again. But um, Dan Weber, the third year director, is a really great teacher, and I feel like just being in his class, getting to serve him, kind of felt like it honestly unlocked my mind a little bit like wow taught me how to think and just a lot of freedom and how I think about things and just I mean one of those core statements of like teaching you not teaching you what to think but teaching you how to think Mm -hmm. and so that's something that he does really well and um yeah, just being in that room for two years has been super awesome I've learned a lot (laughs) would you recommend the school to anybody hmm, I don't I don't know <laughs> yes I definitely would <laughs> it, how has it has it affected your life being a student and then again now on the leadership team um I would say meeting my spouse was yeah, pretty effective pretty big one. <laughs> oh yeah definitely biggest effect besides the uh, personal growth and uh, getting deeper into the heart of the Lord I am now married which I was not um but yeah me and Derek met when I was a first year student and he was a first year revival group pastor so uh oh uh oh <laughs> Luckily, I was not in his revival group, or that could have been a little more awkward. But, uh, <laughs> it worked out well because I just avoided you for the first half of the school year. And then when I couldn't avoid you anymore, I said, hey, I don't date students. But I'm kind of I'm interested in you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's how that sentence was started. I don't date students. So are you interested at all? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> But it was great because then we got to know each other just hanging out in kind of friend groups. And then we went on our first date the Friday after she graduated, which was very close to three years ago from today. Because you guys are people of high integrity. I love this. I remember I was here for this whole process. That's right. Matter of fact, I was brainstorming. I'm like, who could Derek date? And I had brainstormed somebody that was not Sarah because I didn't know anything about Sarah. So I came up to Derek one night and I was like, Derek, I have an idea. And he was like, Rach, I, I think you had asked Sarah out. You go, I asked out Sarah. Wait, what was your yeah. main name? Robertson. 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 Oh my gosh. I'm like, I, I asked out Sarah Robertson. I was like, what? Oh, forget my idea. Yours is way better. She's awesome. I'm telling you all. If you could, or no, you were about to. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't thinking, remember the timing of it, but it was around the same time. Yeah. Well, I remember telling you, if she goes out with you, Derek, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> That's I how I felt. I know. <laughs> yep. She came home, she was like, the squeals of joy. But you guys waited until school was over and then you asked Sarah out. Tell us a little bit about that story. Well, uh, our first date lasted seven hours long. What? <laughs> That's when you know it's good, right? <laughs> it was totally. like, you know, sitting at the park after having sushi and coffee, and we were just hanging out on the bench talking for a long time, and then all of a sudden we're like, oh, it's it's one o'clock in the morning. We should probably go back home. <laughs> no, I think we didn't even know what time it was till we got back to your car, and it was oh, like one forty-five. Yeah. yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys know right away? Mm. No, no I, I feel like it was, I, I've never like had the expectation going into any kind of relationship where it's like, I'm going to figure out if this is the one or not right away. I just was like, I really enjoyed it. I, mm-hmm. I had a great time and I feel like it was so easy to have fun together and yeah. just the conversation just was really pleasant and mm-hmm. easy. So that was a great sign. <laughs> Seven hours. Okay. Good start. Good yeah. start. Um, and from there, uh, just kind of dated for a little while. I think we became officially boyfriend girlfriend around June twenty third. <laughs> around the exact around date. that time, uh, I remember it exactly. Knows. Sorry, I was being I yeah. was being humble. Yeah. Wait, 
Just say it. It was at 3.20 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. I actually don't know. Uh, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I remember where it was. It was actually at the Chattahoochee Coffee Shop up in, is that technically Smyrna? Wow. <laughs> Sarah. Yeah. You know what? Sarah, this guy loves you. <laughs> you know I remember, too. Yeah, she does. She's got really good memory, too. Um, and then, you know, from there, just hanging out all the time, growing a relationship. She was doing second year at the time, you know, from then on and then third year. And then um, what, I guess the timing was as soon as we got, kind of skipping ahead in the timeline, but as soon as we got back from, you know, the honeymoon that you went into third year staff. And I mean, we knew you were going to get onto it beforehand, but it's just, it's just it been was hot. it was hopping. Yeah. I remember that season when you guys got married. Uh-huh. It was just seven months ago, uh-huh. but you, it all happened at once. It seemed like yeah, yeah. Uh, the preparation season is kind of a blur because it's just you yeah. take care of so many details and make so many decisions, and and then the day is there. And it's like and it was incredible for us. Just oh. what a, it was like everything we could have asked for and more. It was beautiful. Really. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. beautiful. Would you say? ceremony it's one of our favorite weddings ever we decided it was it beautiful was. Wow. thank yeah. you yeah, yeah it was wonderful <laughs> definitely our favorite <laughs> <laughs> all right Derek tell us a little bit about first year after six years of being a revival pastor on first year what in the world could you even pick a favorite moment oh man yeah it's really hard to pick a favorite moment you know after doing it for six years a lot of it blends together <laughs> oh my word I um but always, every year, my favorite moments are when people have kind of like the God encounter yeah. and everything changes. Uh, there's been so many people who will come to the school and, you know, they're either in this, you know, a lot of times they're just in a kind of a rough spot with God, like they might be a little burnt out or something like that. But then all of a sudden they have like this love encounter with God after going through like a fire tunnel or something. Mm-hmm. And they're never the same. Like mm-hmm. all of a sudden they're refreshed. All of a sudden they feel this love connection like they've never felt before with God and something's just completely restored inside of them. And those those are some of the moments that I'm just so proud to be a part of an environment that is teaching and, and hosting this type of you know experience for people. Um, but that happens every year. Mm-hmm. You know, you just never know when someone's going to have their day of breakthrough. So... Yeah. You know, one of the things I really love about Derek, and you hear, I hear this often when just talking to different staff people and talking to different students, is that like um, when when you counter Derek, it's just like it's like chill mode. Like he's the most <laughs> chill person you'll ever meet. Like laid back, very easygoing. <laughs> um, but what I always hear is he impacted me so greatly, or he gave me a perfect word in, in a season, and then when I when he stands up to speak and facilitates what God wants to do in a room is beautiful. It is. And I hear, I hear that from other people and I see, and I see it and experience it as well, but we're just so grateful to, wow. to have, well, obviously have both of you um, <laughs> in, in our environments. We're really, really great. Yeah. Thank so, you. Wow. Yeah. Derek, tell us a little bit about the, the things that you regularly teach during first year, because okay. I know you have your, like mm-hmm. your strength zones, yeah. baby, yeah. and they right, bring a lot right. of strengths. Um, one of my favorite things to teach, um, you know, in the school, I'll help, uh, April Healy teach an elective of the encounters. We call it the mm-hmm. encounters elective. And essentially this is just taking trips to heaven. You know, I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, really? We, you know, God's language, his first language isn't English, nor is it just, you know, using words all the time. You know, when we're encountering God with our imagination, it's just like praying with him, but using our imagination to pray with him. And but there's a, an aspect of it that's, you know, real, too, because we're seated in the heavenly places. And so I love teaching people how to access this type of connection with Jesus because it's already available and they already have everything they need. And Jesus just usually encounters them in really powerful ways. Um, and I probably got hooked on it because of my very first time that I ever learned about it, um, which was a really fascinating time. You know, I learned from April Healy. She was like my first instructor on that. And she, you know, kind of taught me like, okay, this is what you do. I was in the class with everybody else and laid down in the room somewhere just to kind of rest and let my mind, you know, connect with God. And I saw a bunch of different visions and, you know, in my, in my imagination of, you know, me and Jesus going places. Uh, but he took me back at one point to a specific memory in my past where 
uh, at the time I was dropping off uh, this girl I was dating at her house and she was about to turn to me uh, and say, you're not very fun or exciting. And so I am watching this memory play out in the third person and I'm wondering, why is Jesus bringing me back to this memory? Because it's a hurtful memory. And I'm watching it kind of play out and then right before she actually says those words, Jesus jumps in between us and says, no, you're fun, you're wonderful, and you're exciting. And he reaches over to my chest and pulls out this little silver needle and he says, look how small that was. And I immediately start feeling warmth on my chest. And so... I, you know, like, wow, that was really cool. Cause I actually felt warmth, like in the natural, I felt warmth on my chest, even though I'm seeing all this with my imagination, but literally it was Jesus bringing me back to a moment of pain and lies and speaking the truth of who I am. It was like a mini sozo really. It was. I mean, that's healing. That's heart healing. <laughs> and so, you know, I love kind of helping people, you know, facilitate people to have encounters like that with Jesus. Um, so that's definitely one of my favorite topics. Oh, <laughs> for, dude, you know, that's beautiful. I've never heard the story. Yeah. <laughs> um, my other thing that I really like to teach a lot at school ministry is on healing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a big passion of mine because that's yeah, that's really kind of what started my journey with God. I grew up Christian, but I didn't know anything about healing. I was never taught about healing. I didn't know about the gifts of the Spirit or that you could hear God's voice in a way other than the Bible. Yeah. Uh, and I was really sick one day, just to kind of summarize it real quick. I was really sick one day, and uh, my friend Jed uh, decided to pray for me after I was telling him about all the problems. And first prayer, nothing. Second prayer, completely healed of all these flu symptoms. And it, it just blew my mind. I, it blew every box and paradigm I had of what God was like and what, wow. God, what a relationship with God could be like. And so... Because of that experience, it radically transformed my whole life and sent me on this journey, which actually then led me to Beth Atlanta. (laughs) Uh, But now I I love to teach how easy it is to pray for healing and how easy it is because God wants people to be healed and how easy it is to partner with him in that and and to step out in courage and to do that and, and how to navigate all the ins and outs of, you know, just being with Jesus and growing intimacy with him and, and healing others around you. Um, so that's, that's another big passion of mine for various reasons. Oh gosh, for <laughs> obvious so reasons. I love it. You're one of my favorite teachers from in healing. Oh, thanks. You are too. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Thanks. We talk a lot about it at the school. Sarah, mm-hmm. were you raised knowing about supernatural healing or was that something that you learned at Bethel? So I learned it option C, um, (laughs) before Bethel, but not when I was growing up. So, um, mostly I went to college at university of Georgia and, um, one really big campus ministry out there is the Wesley foundation. Mm -hmm. And, um, my sister was super involved there. So she ended up, um, interning there for three years. They allow an internship and I ended up volunteering with Young Life while I was in college, but just had lots of friends do Wesley. And you so. are so perfect for you. Oh, you are so fun. Oh, it was fun. so fun, yeah. <laughs> so I did Young Life for like five years as a leader. Oh my gosh, um, Sarah. I wish that I would have been in your Young sense, Life though. group. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It was fun. I, I was especially good at the skits. Which reminds us, we have to come back and explain that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but... Um, so my sister, I think she was probably the one to really introduce me to some of the more like healing and supernatural aspects of the Lord um, through her involvement at Wesley because they were very um, open to it and learning and, um, you know, would play Bethel music and things like that. So I kind of got, mine was sort of like a slow easing into it. But um, when I, my summer after my sophomore year of college, I went on a missions trip to Peru for two months. And that was with um, Adventures and Missions. They're the organization that, like, does World Race and all that. So they um, do, like, college-age trips and stuff, too. So I went with them to Peru, and that was really the first time that I was, like, like diving more fully into it all. Um, So just really, like, being around people who would talk about the Holy Spirit. Like, I remember our leader during training saying the Holy Spirit's a he, not an it. And that blew my mind. I was like, what? Holy Spirit's a he? Or like, what? And just like, and then just like being with these people for two months all summer, just, um, and I remember what's funny is healing is probably one of the first 
ones like gifts and supernatural things that I was introduced to as well because on that trip I remember spending some time with the Lord at one point and I was reading through this list of you know the gifts of the spirit and I'm like you know all my life being like well I don't know which gifts I have like which gifts do I have like sort of viewing it like a personality test, you know, like yeah. you need to take your <laughs> spiritual gifting quiz and find out what you have. And Holy Spirit Enneagram. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, I'm talking to the Lord about it, and he's like, well, it's a gift. It's not a personality test. Like, it's a gift. Which one do you want? I can give any yeah. of them to you. That's and I was beautiful. like, oh. So I'm just kind of looking at this list, and I don't remember which of the chunks of verses it was but I was like oh healing sounds cool and he's like okay great why don't you ask for that and I was like okay and then I mean literally the whole summer we saw so many physical healings it was wild wow so um that definitely was like I mean that trip is just one of the most life-changing two months I've had um and was actually very hard to come back from because I came back from that um, you know, returned to, I had two years left in college, which I, I loved college. It was just wonderful time. Sure. Um, but it was definitely, you know, you have this like crazy life changing experience that blows your mind with all these people who are yeah. doing radical things and you come back and I had wonderful, wonderful friends who loved the Lord, which was so helpful and sweet. Um, but it was just, it was really hard for me to, I think it was hard too, cause I would come back and I remember a few times praying for people for healing going, Oh, this happens now and I have this gift and like and it not happening and it felt really confusing and really hurtful that like I would see it happen on that Peru trip but I wouldn't see it happen when I came back and so yeah it was an interesting transition but I mean the whole time I still you know it was like okay I just trust you in the mystery a little bit but I did kind of I let go of a little bit of like super intense passionate about Sure. that just because I was like I don't really know what to do with this but um but yeah and then um I mean once I came to Bethel Atlanta obviously learned a lot more and that definitely increased my yeah. just exposure and experience how and did you get to Bethel Atlanta so I had you know like all good Christians in Atlanta had been <laughs> listening to Bethel music for several years and had no idea that this place existed. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that is just about every single person that's been on the podcast. Right. It's like, what? There's a what? Where? Yeah. So I, so I was in Athens for four years in college. Um, Athens, Georgia, just about an hour and a half away from Atlanta. And um, I grew up just outside of Atlanta. So okay. I'm from around here and my parents still live in Snellville where I grew up. Um, and so after college, I moved to Costa Rica for a year, and I was doing Young Life there. So I was the Young Life leader at international schools in Costa Rica, and um, so connected to that Peru trip. During that trip, I had gotten really passionate about healing, um, right? So when I came back, I met this lady at our church who did, my church in Athens, who did inner healing. And she was like, oh, you are interested in physical healing. Have you ever heard of emotional or inner healing? I was like, no, what's that? Because I was suddenly super passionate about this. And so she just started mentoring me. And I went to some of her like training weekends on inner healing. And so I just was like super passionate about it. And so the year I was in Costa Rica, um, I was Skyping her one time. And I'm like, hey, I don't know how to keep growing in this. And and she was like, oh, well, check out Sozo. And I'm like, what's Sozo? And she's like, oh, it's a Bethel tool. You can order the book from the Bethel store. So I like buy the Sozo training from the Bethel store while I'm living in Costa Rica. Like online? You do? Yeah, online. Because <laughs> I could download the MP3 and then I had a friend who was coming to visit me over her spring break. So this is in like March. And so I had the book, like the handbook mailed to her house and she brought it with her to me <laughs> so that I could, so I would sit in my Costa Rican apartment training myself on Sozo. Like I'd be filling out the workbook and listening and the whole time I have no idea there's Bethel Atlanta, you know, and so I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> and then, um, so then during that year, it's also, I was, it was like this whole year of just dreaming with the Lord of like, what am I going to do after this year? Um, and he just brought up all these dreams and passions for different things like, um, acting and theater that I've always loved and him just giving me a heart for that. And, um, so I end up by the end of the year being like, okay, yeah, I, I feel really sure about moving back to Atlanta. And so, um, when I moved back, I moved in with my parents, um, which was just amazing. I'm so glad I was able to do that for a year. Your parents are great. They are great. Yes, they are good ones. So I was in Snellville and, um, my sister, Rachel, who I mentioned earlier, Mm -hmm. um, 
she had a few friends, a couple of good friends of hers lived in Atlanta and were going to Bethel Atlanta at the time. So I was starting to look for churches in Atlanta and Rachel suggested to try out Bethel Atlanta. And I was like, what, wait, this church, the church that I was like doing their Sozo thing on and who did this music, they have a church here. And she was like, yeah, that's where I go to church. If I lived in Atlanta, you should check it out. So I uh, went with two friends of mine. Um, one friend was a close friend who had also just moved to Atlanta. So we were like hoping to find a church together. And one was a friend just in town visiting. And um, we went, it was when I was at the ABC building. And I remember feeling like, I just felt like it was home right when I walked in. Wow. Felt wow. like I walked into family. I felt like, and it, you know, worship isn't like this every day, but worship was so powerful that day. And people were just like jumping up and down. Like everyone was like celebrating. And I remember just being like, this feels like I'm in heaven. Like people oh, are just beautiful. celebrating. Yeah, so and, um, and it was really fun. And, you know, so then after we left, I'm like, man, I so wish I could go to that church, but it's an hour away. Like I was like living in Stealth at the time, you know? And so later I'm journaling about it with the Lord and he's like, well, I mean, you have a car. <laughs> like, okay. That's true. I do. You're I, right. I, I have a car. I do have a car. <laughs> you know, and, and my friend ended up picking a different church in town that's a wonderful church. So I kind of, for a few months, sort of went back and forth visiting sure. both, trying to pick. And, um, you know, once I, I found one of the life groups here, um, the life group that used to meet in Smyrna, Vinings. And so um, that had people our age and just made it helpful because I was like, okay, sure. I have people I can be friends with. I can... I can commit to this church, but it really felt like family immediately. And I just, I mean, I just remember hearing the Lord say like, this is your home. This is your family. And I didn't know a single person there, but I was like, okay, Okay. (laughs) I've never felt this way when looking for a church before. It just was wild. So wow, good story. That's how I got here. So, and then it was two years later that I decided to do school. So me and Derek always laughed at we always wonder how many times we were like standing right next to each other at church and didn't, didn't know it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> because you didn't meet each other till school. Till school, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. my goodness, you guys, that's a good story. So, so, good. so, so now you guys have been married for seven months. Seven months. Mm-hmm. Oh. Wedded bliss. Seven glorious months. Yeah. Is that, isn't it fun? Oh, it's the best. <laughs> we're so happy for people to get married. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, it's a good thing. It's a yeah. good God thing. Had a good idea. He had a he good did. idea. He really did. Yeah. So now that you're seven months in, like now you're about to like embark on this like massive journey. Mm-hmm. You have you a new a adventure. Bit, yeah. New, can you tell us a little bit about it? About what's happening? What's yeah, about? we definitely can. Yeah, do you do you want to tell them, tell them what's happening? Um, sure. <laughs> so um, we are going to Iris Global's Harvest School this yay, summer. Yay, yay. Wow. Wow. Such wow. a big deal. That's so share huge. it this, for folks that don't know about Iris. Tell us about Iris. Yeah. So they're a worldwide ministry. They have um, locations in countries all over the world. Their kind of main, I guess, most popular known for hub would be in Mozambique um, with Heidi and Roland Baker. So they're the ones who started Iris. They've been missionaries in Mozambique for over 20 years. Wow. Um, Wow. Yeah, and they're wild. So I just finished reading one of our books that we have to read for homework is their book called Always Enough. Mm. And it's like their story of being missionaries and just these, I mean, they have just done some crazy stuff. And I would totally recommend that book. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a great book. It's amazing. It's just, it's it's one story after Mm -hmm. another of just the miraculous provision of the Lord. It's shocking. I mean, they are wild. That's a good word. Yeah. Do you have that book? Yes, we have it. out. (laughs) I think I read it for the first time and it was part of homework for first year. Yeah. Yeah. It's been in the curriculum a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, cool. it's good. So we are going there this year. Um, this year, it's actually not in Mozambique because of um, just difficulties getting visas to the country right now. So just different things going on in Mozambique. They decided not to have it there this year. Because um, there was a lot of political unrest, wasn't there? Yes, yes. there was last year. And so um, this year, they're just not having it there. So this year is actually a mobile school, which we're super excited about. The first two weeks are in Scotland. Ooh 
what? <laughs> I know. Scotland. Yes. Yeah, Scotland. <laughs> that was British. I can't do Scottish. <laughs> I try every time. Scottish. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't. It's fine. That was like a British uh, accent, though. Yeah. I liked it, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you. I'll take it. Uh, she was Scottish. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin's good. And then the uh, second two weeks are in Israel, and then the last oh. month is in Madagascar. Oh, you guys. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, so how did this happen? How did you how did you decide on harvest? Um, well, a couple of things happened. So a little backstory. I've actually been applying to get into a master's program for counseling uh, at GSU. And I'd previously been denied once. And so uh, last year around October or so, we were over at our friends Kyle and Celeste Wishings, uh, their house. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were actually sharing all about their experience having just gone through uh, the harvest school. And so we were hearing about it in detail. Which we have had them on, and they mm-hmm. told us about it in detail. So we have a yeah. BA chat ah. with the, the wishings. We sure do. Yes, we do. We'll cue that one up. That's, That's right. Yeah. You guys can Maybe. find it right Podbane, where you find all these. <laughs> yeah, and so we were just listening to them talk about the school, and um, I had this thought go through my mind and heart. And I had actually just finished uh, maybe a couple of weeks prior filling out my second application for the master's program. And I thought to myself, you know, maybe if I don't get a GSU again, I'll just go to harvest school. And I just have the thought. I'm like, oh, I'll talk to Sarah later because, you know, we, we're still freshly married. We always got to talk about stuff. We're trying to over-communicate instead of under-communicate. <laughs> Good job, you guys. Smart man. You won't be sorry. I had some sorry. good wisdom there. <laughs> <laughs> And so we get in the car, and Sarah says that she had the exact same thought. Oh, that's like, great. Well, okay. That's great. A couple mm-hmm. weeks, or not a couple weeks, a couple months later, find out that I didn't get a GSU again. Kind of bummed about that. Uh, but then we started praying about going to harvest school, and just really felt like it was in the Lord's heart to bring us to harvest school, that he had something important there for us. And so we're like, okay, let's do this. Let's apply. And so we applied, and we got accepted and celebrated, and We've been fundraising for a while, but it's just, it's been so exciting watching God show up in this process of getting ready for Harvest School. Oh, you guys. So can you tell us some of the ways that he showed up? I'd love to hear that. Um, So we had to create kind of an initial budget, you know, initial, you know, uh, fundraising, you know, goal. Okay. And we had just, you know, like, okay, we feel like it's, it's going to have to be a lot. It's going to, you know, because it's traveling school and the insurances and, you know, the medicine, all, all those different things. And we're like, okay, I think we're going to need $20,000. Because all missionaries fund themselves. And right. so you guys are coming up, you you fund yourself to go on these. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah we're do. raising money for our tuition, raising money for the, you know, the cost of the flight, stuff like that. Sure. And uh, so we post it, uh, I think it was on a Sunday night. Monday night, uh, a friend of ours comes up to us and says, I'm going to give you $1,000, and I feel like there's going to be 19 other people who do the same thing. And we're like, Whoa. okay, well, great. That's a great start. <laughs> and so we're like, okay, this is this is cool. This feels like the Lord so far. The next day, someone came and gave us $1,000. Oh, my goodness. Another person. And then that weekend, someone gave us $1,000. <laughs> yeah. And then a couple of weeks later, we got like $2,000 from somebody, and and it hasn't always come in thousand dollar chunks, mm-hmm. but but it, there have been a lot of them. And honestly, it's so funny because I fundraised to go to Cameroon on a mission trip, yeah, uh, like eight years ago when I was a second year student. I was more stressed about raising two thousand dollars <laughs> at that time than I've ever been in this process of raising twenty thousand. Wow! <laughs> wow! Yeah. yeah. I mean, we both said it's just so much money that we have to raise so fast because we got into school mid-March by the time we applied and everything got accepted. It was like mid-March and our tuition was due April 25th. So we were like, Oh, so we have like a month and a half to raise most of this money and knew by about that deadline would be when we needed to buy flights as well. So, um, I mean, I just was like, shoot, it's so much money and so (laughs) quick. Like, I don't even feel stressed because that's got to be Jesus. Like, wow, <laughs> like yeah. I'll be proactive, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, it's just too much to even feel the pressure on myself. So, but it's been mm-hmm. awesome. So, um, that feels super powerful. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we always open up the floor on BA chats for you guys to speak into our listeners. Po- podcasts are wonderful. I mean, people could be literally listening in Mozambique yeah, or in Madagascar. So, yeah, it's so cool. It's so much fun. But why don't you guys speak into that? Because who knows? 
how many missionaries are raising money now? Are people mm-hmm. in ministry are raising in money, raising yeah. money to, to mm-hmm. just support themselves? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. what would you guys say to them? Would you like to speak something and release something into folks listening? Sure. Yeah, I feel like um, one thing that I love about fundraising is it does feel, it feels super special, not just having people give you money to be able to go but also it it really is feels like a spiritual covering and backing of like you are having people join you in this like we are going into this summer not just the two of us it's like these 50 people who are giving us money having invested into it and I really believe that whenever when you're giving to something like that you really get a piece of the pie like you get some of that spiritual breakthrough that those people are going and digging in and Um, so it felt really sweet, you know, having our friends go last year and then us getting to go this year and just, um, sewing into their trip and now seeing, you know, just seeing the way that it all plays out of like the Lord, then putting it on our hearts to go and just the way he's totally blessed us. And I mean, it really is, I think there's such a beautiful thing of trusting the Lord to like stir up generosity in people's hearts. Um, Like we haven't had to beg anyone for money, like, you know, and and I think there's a big piece of being super proactive and being diligent and consistent in like, whether it's emails or letters or phone calls, however, honestly, the Holy Spirit leads you. Sure. Um, Because I think that is a fun piece too, is that there's not an exact formula and I feel like every time I fundraise, I do it a little differently because it's sure. like, oh, this time it looks like this and this time sure. it looks like this. And um, but just that he's so faithful and to put you on people's minds because he's always thinking of you like he hasn't forgotten what you need. And so um, it's just been really cool. It's beautiful. Yeah, I would say one of the big things for me, you know, kind of in the early onset, I think before we had even posted anything about raising money, I was just you know, praying to God. I was talking to him about like, this is a lot. Like, I don't know how this is going to work. Just kind of like having those doubtful thoughts. Sure. And I just, I just heard him so clearly. He's like, I'm really good at opening doors and really good at keeping doors closed. If I want them to be. And I was like, okay. So if, if this is what you're doing, if this is the door that you're opening for us, like you're going to make it happen. And I can trust in you that this is where you're leading me because we heard clearly that this is where you want us to go. That's good. And so just kind of following him and trusting him that, you know, he's, he's going to make the journey clear. Yeah. That's awesome. That's beautiful. So I heard trust, trust, listen, Mm -hmm. trust, trust, and listen Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. obey. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. That's the formula. (laughs) We need a shirt. (laughs) Trust plus trust plus trust plus obey plus obey plus trust plus trust. Well, so what are you guys looking forward to with this summer with Harvest? Like, what are you seeing? What are you feeling? What is the Lord saying about what's about to happen to you guys? What are you walking into? Yeah. So it feels very weighty of um, like, almost feels like we're coming in like just literally coming to the feet of Jesus and being totally open to having him break open our boxes. Like, you know, because I feel like even in an environment at Bethel, like no matter how free and wonderful your environment is, you're still going to have God in a box in some sense, you know, and he's he's just so big. Like he's going to be breaking our boxes for the rest of eternity. And so I just feel like it's just really exciting this summer to go and see and dive even deeper into his heart to see new sides of him we haven't met before to have some of our paradigms about him like broken and just be like oh Jesus I didn't even know I had you in this box and and honestly that feels like in a good way a little nerve-wracking like oh man I I kind of know what I think and I'm in a good place with the Lord and I pursue him passionately but like what are you about to do, Jesus? Like, like, what are you going to challenge me with? What am I going to have to change? And I think just going into it, knowing that and like, but hungry for like, if there's something about you that I don't know, it doesn't matter if it means I have to change. Like, I want to know who you are. And, And I think for me, one big thing is, you know, I know that Heidi and Roland Baker, who the school is with, are very passionate about the poor, about being like Mm -hmm. on trash dumps and, giving your all and like even reading just their first book or two, they're very like you die for Jesus. And I mean, they're Mm -hmm. like really all out and which is so beautiful. And, you know, I'm curious to see what happens when we come back as far as like being worked with 
the poor and homeless and things like this. But I feel like even if we don't feel like, oh, now we're called to go work with poor people all the time, there's still a face of Jesus that's in those people that Mm -hmm. we might not know yet. And so Mm -hmm. even if it's not that their calling is the same as our calling, they still know a part of the Lord's heart that we need to know because we want to know him completely, whether we're like working with those people or whether it's with different people. We still want to know Jesus as fully as we can. And so it's beautiful. Sarah. Um, yeah. So I'm super excited for that. And, you know, that summer in Peru that I talked about earlier, there was one time in that summer that um, I had this moment with the Lord just talking about intimacy with him and just asking him for like the greatest intimacy anyone had ever experienced with the Lord. One of our leaders kind of tempted us with asking the <laughs> Lord for that. And I was like, yeah, I want that. So I'm like having this moment with the Lord and just kind of felt the weight of it. But also had no idea what that even meant. I didn't even know what was available. And um, that was one thing when we were praying about doing the school this summer that the Lord brought back that memory and just kind of this invitation to, again, come away for a summer and just step so much deeper into his heart. So I'm I'm just excited for intimacy with him. I'm excited Mm -hmm. to be challenged and changed and Mm -hmm. grow. And so, yeah. It's beautiful, Sarah. Yeah. What about you, Derek? Well, um... You know, it's interesting, the timing of going to Harvard School. Uh, for myself, when I first uh, started coming to, uh, well, actually, let me back up. When I first got healed <laughs> uh, 10 years ago, uh, it was not too much longer after that that I was, I found myself uh, sitting in the church parking lot crying out to God, like, I want I want God in my life. And this, mm. is, this is when I was still discovering, like, just had my box broken of, like, you know, God could actually heal heal sure. people, and so I I cried out to God and I want you in my life, and He showed up in miraculous ways. Uh, I started seeing healings all around me and gifts of the Spirit, things like that. Um, and like I said, that ultimately ultimately led me to move to uh, Bethel Atlanta. But I'm I'm originally from Michigan, Holland, Michigan, land of the tulips and the Dutch people, <laughs> and um, I so I I kind of took this big risk and was like, okay, I'm 20 years old. I'm t- I feel like God's calling me to move to Beth Atlanta. I don't know anybody. I don't have a job down there yet. I'm just going to take this risk, move down here. And I did that and I fell in love with this place right away and, wow. and came back for a second year and a third year and then got to be on staff with first year. And so five years into this journey, I'm in church and God says, you know, it's been five years. And I was like, in five years, but oh, since that day, oh, it's been five years, almost the exact day. And I, I'm hearing the Lord say that you laid down your life to uh, get to know me more. You moved away from your family. You sacrificed to just grow in your intimacy with me. I want to see what you can build for the next five years of your life. Wow, Derek. I'm like, okay, great. And so I go on this journey of learning with the Lord what it looks like to build your life in a sense. And he's showing me all about like having internal goals versus external goals and, and what it looks like to grow in fruits of the spirit and things like that. And, you know, along the way, you know, I got my bachelor's degree and I got married, which is the hugest thing the hugest. <laughs> and the best so far. Um, but what's really interesting is as soon as we get to harvest school, that's going to be the end of that second five year period. And oh, so no, it oh, feels yeah. like Jesus. this really special timing of God to even lead us out there at this time so that, you know, I can be like, hey, Jesus, this is what I've done with the last five years of my life. What do you want to do next? Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really expecting, you know, a lot of just fresh vision from the Lord. And it's so exciting to have Sarah alongside me in this process and, <laughs> and it just it just feels really special um yeah. i'm really, really excited for what god's gonna do in that respect and a lot of what sarah was saying is very true for myself too you know i i i understand very much that as much freedom as i've been growing in the last you know 10 plus years um there's still more to be had That's awesome. and that freedom isn't just like I just get to live in more personal freedom and just enjoy it for myself. It's I live in a freedom in such a way that it's going to impact the lives of people around me because the kingdom can flow through me more freely. That's beautiful. And so I'm just looking forward to getting kind of getting out there in the dirt and, you know, with Heidi Baker and whoever else and loving and serving people and learning from them 
and kind of just letting God kind of tear some stuff down and build some stuff up and <laughs> see what he does. Awesome. <laughs> so great. So when so do you guys exciting. go? We will arrive in Scotland four weeks from today. Oh, you guys are yeah. so close. Okay. Yeah. So I guess the question is, when will this podcast drop? <laughs> <laughs> so we will leave May 29th. We might oh, wow. be there when this podcast drops. <laughs> yes. Possibly. Is there any place we can follow the adventure? Or? Yeah, is there a place we can follow adventure or maybe a place where somebody can give if they want to? Like, hey, this is a, a space that we have open. We'd love for, if you want to tell people about that. That'd be great. Yeah, I'm trying to remember our website off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, sh- should I pull up my phone? Y'all can keep talking. <laughs> yeah, if you type in like something like Wix, W-I-X, Derek Ermatinger, awesome. Sarah Ermatinger, uh, Adventures. Do you have it on Facebook? That's Irma Tinger. Yeah, Irma Tinger. <laughs> Not um, so we mostly have been using a MailChimp, like an email yeah, list. Mm-hmm. So if people know us, you can reach out to us and send us your email and we will add you to our MailChimp. We do have yes. that Wix website that we started in order to also like post the old emails kind of as blogs sure, so people sure. can catch up. But we can't remember the, the exact name of the website at the moment. <laughs> but the biggest new. thing is send us your emails and also uh, anything to give to the trip. It's all would be directly to us because since it's for a school, it's actually not tax deductible. Okay. So people could like cash app or Venmo or PayPal us. Okay. Um, do you have a gun- GoFundMe page too? We do. Or? We do have a GoFundMe page. Oh. We have used it only a little bit. Um, okay. Gotcha. But yeah, you can if go If you want to that read too. that web link. Okay guys. So Sarah and Derek have a cash app um, link that you can go to. It's their handle. It's, dollar sign Sarah with an H R 90. So you can give that way. Another way that you can give is through PayPal and it's uh, the, the link is paypal.me forward slash Derek Ermatinger spelled E R M A T I N G E R. They also have a Venmo account that you can go to and that's at sign Derek dash Ermatinger. And then the last one is Google pay. You guys are so savvy. So it's the handle is d.ermatinger at gmail.com. Super simple. Yeah. And we have a website, which is https colon forward slash forward slash d.ermatinger.wixsite.com forward slash adventures. It's just www.gofundme.com forward slash Derek Sarah. And that's Sarah with an H. Uh, and then hyphen harvest school. So gofundme.com forward slash Derek Sarah hyphen harvest school. There you go. Oh, you guys. So (laughs) exciting. Oh, so so when you come back, would you guys come and do another BHM? Oh, we would love to. And tell us about the adventure. We would love to. (laughs) (laughs) You will have so much to tell. We know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you guys. So fun. Well, thank you so much for being our guest on BHS. You guys are wonderful. We just bless you. I know you want to pray over them, don't you? I do. I know. I know you. I can feel I was, it. Like getting all kinds of stuff. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And then we also we always open this up to listeners. So anything you're hearing, we've had words of knowledge on here, and people have gotten healed across the yeah. world. Oh, that's awesome. and yeah, it's yeah. been so exciting. It's just so exciting because these are pre-recorded, but mm-hmm. it's fun how the Lord is yeah. working it out. It so. is yeah. fun. So I just want to bless you, and I do say adventure, adventure, mm-hmm. yeah. and just eyes to see and ears to hear. And Ephesians 3.20, more than you're asking for, more than you even know how to ask for according to the power that works in you. So, Father, I thank you for just stirring up that power that works in them. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. All the thanks. I thank you for just a life changing. I feel like you guys are going to get a whole lot of vision. Things are going to be very clear. You're going to see some things that are going to make, Derek, I love your your five years and your next five years are going to be made very, very clear. You guys will see. It's so good. Yeah, I was I was actually when you were talking about the Lord breaking boxes, I, I really had that vision of um, of the the lady who came in and broke the alabaster mm. jar um, on Jesus's um, feet, and um, she just never stopped ministering to him. And I just I felt like this is going to be just a season for you guys to um, to just break open, <laughs> mm. like to break open um, just everything. Um, that, you know, all of who you are, and it's going to be this beautiful aroma 
um, in this worship to Jesus that um, like, like he, you're going to have such a discovery of, of the next season of your life um, while you're going and serving your heart out and loving people. And I felt like it's just going to be a beautiful aroma to the Lord. So, awesome. yeah, I just wanted to speak that over you guys. Thank you. Mm, so yeah. good. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, that is BA Chats. Again, thank you so much. We always want to remind you guys that you can get hold of these on, let's see, we've got Podbean. You Mm -hmm. can download Podbean. Podbean. They're on the Bethel Atlanta app. You go to the Bethel Atlanta app Yep, under podcast. That's super Mm -hmm. easy. Or you can even check us out um, on podcast and iTunes platform as well. Okay, that's great. Yeah, under uh, the Bethel Atlanta bonus material is uh-huh. what it's called. Uh-huh. Yeah. Email mm-hmm. us with anything you're hearing or seeing. Did you guys hear us say anything? Did you want to release anything? I, oh, you I saw us. I'm so sorry. If we that's okay, I'll no, be absolutely. super fast. Okay. Mm, no, show us. Um, <laughs> I wanted to release healing of celiac oh. disease. Um, that was actually one of the ways me and Derek first started talking when I was in first year. I got healed of celiacs. And um, when I shared the testimony, he was one of the people who stood up that also had gut troubles. So I prayed over him and that's when we first started talking, but I wanted to release that. Um, and then I also just felt talking about that year in Costa Rica where I was dreaming with the Lord and hearing direction from him that, um, I just wanted to release dreaming over people and just freedom and permission to discover some of the dreams that the Lord's put in your heart, even if they don't feel to you, like that would be what the Lord would call you to do. Just giving you permission to really, um, dream and discover what loves are in your heart. Like what, things you loved as a kid or things that make you come alive um, and just ways that the Lord would actually call you into that and stir that inside you that you wouldn't expect. That's helpful, Sarah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I I had a little something too. Um, I just really felt like that there's, that we're giving up permission to pursue God in a new way. I just feel like there's some people who have had this desire to grow in their knowledge of God, but haven't quite known how to grow in their knowledge of God or just their intimacy or their relationship in general. And I just really, I just want to release a, uh, a supernatural breakthrough in the ease of relationship with Jesus that it wouldn't have to look like a specific thing that someone has taught before, but it can just be a natural expression of who you are with God. Um, and I just, I just want to release that freedom. So, nice. Irma Tingers, thank you. Thank we love you. you. We bless you. Yay. <laughs> Yay. It's our favorite. Do you guys remember that Jesus loves you? And we love you too. <laughs> <laughs>